Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox, your Monday through Friday rants, raves, and reviews talk radio show with the top stories in news, politics, and pop culture. Join your host, entrepreneur Scott Fullerton, and co-host, actor and writer Craig Hurley, right here at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Live, or subscribe and download on your favorite podcast distributors, including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts. You're also invited to call in and share whatever is on your mind at 347-989-0126 during the live shows. So here we go. Stand up on our soapbox and let's start talking. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Friday, October 18, 2019. We made it till the end of another work week. I hope yours was successful. My name is Scott Fullerton. I am your host for the next hour. And joining us in just a couple of seconds is actor and writer Craig Hurley, my illustrious co-host. We ask you to give us a call if you have anything on your mind about the topics we're talking about or something you'd like to bring up. You can call us at 347-989-0126 over the next hour. That's 347-989-0126. So let's go ahead and stand up on my soapbox and start talking. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you? What's going on, man? Nothing but a thing, Jelly Bean, just chilling. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, It's actually, um, uh, I hate to start just talking about the weather, but might as well. Uh, It's actually a little chilly here today. It's, you know, like 81 with a wind out of the south. (laughs) It's a little chilly. I got to throw on my parka (laughs) here here in Las Vegas. We're going to get down to the 30s tomorrow night here. So we're yep. down to the 30s for the first time in a while. So that's going to be uh, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get cold everywhere except for the southeast, and uh, uh, the southeast um, is going to get hit by a tropical storm. By the way, I didn't see Sharpie President come out this time and say it was going to hit Alabama, and that's because this one is already hitting Alabama. So you know, I'm like, what? Where? What? He doesn't warn people when he actually needs to warn people. Because this one came out of like uh, below, it came out of Mexico actually, so and went across the Gulf, hit Louisiana, hit Mississippi, hit Alabama, hit, is hit gonna hit Florida pretty hard actually, this little storm, and then it's supposed to combine again like the last storm did, because um, uh, that the the storm that just hit uh, New York, um, and the the Bomba Genesis storm it. It was actually two different low-pressure systems that joined together and made it just really fierce. And, yeah, bombogenesis is a uh, scientific technical term, and they, they're, they're kind of meaning that the bottom of it drops out. Like the millibars, um, and that's not like they're kind of meaning, they are meaning, um, that the, in, in the bombo sense, in the bombogenesis sense, that the, that, that the millibars drop so rapidly that it literally is like a bomb. Like it's like, like it's, it's just dropping so fast. And, and that last one dropped uh, 24 millibars in 24 hours. So, I mean, that's, it's just incredible when that happens. And right. um, the same thing coming up here, they're going to experience another nor'easter type storm 
um, uh, when these two systems combine, because there's all there's a low pressure system that's right now in the like upper Midwest, and then there's another low pressure system that's currently hitting uh, Florida and Alabama, the Southeast, because it's going to go across. Uh, it's going to go across um, uh, Georgia, and it's going to go across to, into the Virginias, and then it'll go into the ocean again. Uh, but it's still going to run up the East Coast, and it'll combine with that low-pressure system just like the last one did. And that'll be like Sunday. I mean, it's going to happen quick. You know, they're going to get hit, hit currently. Florida and all the southeast states are just going to get pummeled. Uh, we're looking at at least five inches of rain, and you're looking at um, hurricane-force winds. So you're looking at – This one's you know, going kind of left to right from, like, from the Gulf to the Atlantic Ocean, right? Yep. Yeah, these uh, these storms uh, we're not, we're not really supposed to have this this late in the season as far as hurricane season is concerned. Um, and I said this a couple of days ago too. If there's a hurricane that is forming off of um, off of uh, South Africa, that normally off of the coast of South Africa, and that normally we don't have that that late in the season. And I I, I think it's uh, climate change. Um, we are going to experience storms and severe storms in times when we normally would, wouldn't, that will be our weather pattern change. And that is what's transpiring. We're getting different types of weather at different types of the year. So yes, it'll still be cold during winter and it'll still be hot during summer. Um, and we'll have to deal with those extremes, but it will also experience, you know, like tornadoes in January in Chicago and stuff like that, because we're going to be experiencing 80 degrees or 85 degrees during, you know, January when normally it's cold, then we're going to be experiencing those extremes. So, and, I, that's that's what I, I I'm just uh, you know once again where, where is our Sharpie president when we actually need him? So you know I mean these are <laughs> these things that are actually happening and actually hitting these these areas and these people need to be warned and they need to be helped um, because you know there's evacuations there'll be flooding and you know all that and so you know where 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 is he now? Where's our superhero, Sharpie President? Right, exactly. Except he'll put it out into some the middle Atlantic Ocean. He'll draw on a little island out there or something that we need to protect or something this time. So who yeah, knows? We needed to do that with the Bahamas on the last storm. So the one that, you know, he's like. Right. Well, I'm sorry, but yeah, um, uh, we've just got some storms that are pretty powerful in a time in a time normally when it's when they're not. You know, it's like we we don't we don't normally get. Yes, we have in the past gotten storms, but it's not a normal thing. It's like once every ten years, once every fifteen years, once every twenty years, we'll get something. You know, in this time that's really powerful. But we got these storms that are just. Just cut, popping out of nowhere and and coming across and doing some serious damage, and they move quick. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting too. They were talking today. We uh, we spoke yesterday about uh, them picking Trump's Doral for the G7 next year, 
That's not right. only, of course, a huge conflict of interest, but it's also going to be in June in hurricane season in Dude, Florida. Dude, I, I so hope I, I, I so hope that they chose the correct place. It's so uh, nice yeah. to have, you know, a Category 5 just beeline over the cross of that while the G7 is happening. That'd be great. Right. So just that golf cart's be so flooded. Durant a little bit of out. interest. Oh, you would not injury. believe, dude, because I lived there for like six months and or more. Right. Um, you know, we lived there for you know, a year. And, and, dude, you get one inch of rain. And it rains all the time in southern Florida. You get one inch of rain and all of the rallies is completely flooded. I mean, just completely inundated with water. You cannot drive. It's just it's a nightmare. So it's it's going to be really interesting to get hit by something <laughs> during, right. during the G7. That'd be really cool, actually. <laughs> we will see. I mean, it's going to be an interesting time, that's for sure. That is definitely for sure. Well, we've got a lot of pop culture to talk about today, a little bit of news, just follow-up news on stuff that's been happening all week. But if it's Friday, you know what that means. Jane Fonda has been arrested again for climate change. Woohoo! <laughs> for protesting climate change. For protesting that we're not – I mean, you can't protest climate change. You know, you got to protest that we're not doing anything about it, that we're not continuing to regulate the CO2, and we're not continuing to do this stuff. So, um, you know, and continuing to regulate the amount of crap that's dumped into our, into our water supply by major corporations. So that's the stuff that she's actually being arrested for, which right, I, we I talked about Friday. She, she decided to move yeah. to Washington, D.C. to do these. Yeah. And I forget to call them Friday something or other, but uh, she's going to be there for three months every Friday. She's bringing famous friends along this Friday it was Sam Watterson her, her yep. co-star in Grace and Frankie who was of course on Law and Order Forever and so many other great things yep. so he got arrested with her this week there'll be new celebrities every week but good nice. for her for keeping it up and uh, paying attention to it so this was the second Dude, week. Her, she's going to be there for three months her bail is on like speed dial <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> how do you, how do you get, yeah, I mean, you know, that's 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 going to be some court costs. That's going to be some stuff, and I, I, I'm sure she's prepared for it. That's why she's doing it. So. Oh yeah. Nope. I mean, she like I said, this is a planned event. She specifically moved there for three months to do this. She rented an apartment. Yeah, for three she's going to get arrested every she's Friday. Doing it, so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. Good for her for taking a stand, especially what is she seventy eight now or something like that. She's got to be oh, dude. up there. So, and oh, she's eighty one. Dude, that whole Jane Fonda workout in the nineteen eighties. I mean, it really must have done something because, dude, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. She's got to be a witch know? or and, something because she's she does. Like, she looks amazing. Great, great. She's like a great, great grandmother, and dude, she she looks freaking amazing. Yeah, you know, it's like, I, you know, I just from a guy's point of view, dude, yeah, she she looks awesome. Yep. No, she did. She did right, man. She's got that tall, lean body to begin with, but her skin still looks great. Um, she probably had work done, but who cares? She's doing it right. Doesn't look like she has a permanent smile on her face that she can't <laughs> grin. Yeah, she's got am- amazing move, surgeons. So. What I, whatever she's done, she's got a, a absolutely amazing surgeons. Exactly. Crazy, crazy stuff, but good for her. So we'll be talking about her every Friday because yeah. if it's Friday, 
Jane Fonda getting arrested. So I <laughs> like it. What else going there? Anything exciting you out there in the world of pop culture news? We got to give a big shout out. Thanks to uh, Scotty Schwartz that came on. Yesterday. To Scott, For those yeah. who didn't listen, you got to go back and listen to the podcast. Check it out on Spotify or Google Playlist or Apple Podcasts. And we had a great uh, time talking to Scott Schwartz, who, of course, is iconic in Christmas Story for getting his tongue stuck to the flagpole uh, in The Toy with Jackie Gleason and Richard Pryor, uh, Kid Co., and so many other great things. There's all sorts of Comic-Con things. That was a great talk yesterday. Dude, yeah, no, that was a really good interview, and Scott Schwartz had some great insight, and there were some really cool stories that he had from, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff, um, and I and I just, I really appreciate him calling in, and, you know, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was a really good interview, man, you know, I, I think, uh, I think we did good, Um but, uh, you know, and and all of the – I wanted to get deeper into some subjects with him. I, I'm hoping that he'll call us back at, at some point or call in again. Um, I'll, I'll talk to him and see if he's got an opportunity. He's really actually very busy because of, um, well, Christmas. Um, but, right. uh, you know, this is normally, uh, you know, this time annually he gets extremely busy um, with personal appearances and such. So, um uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'd like to get deeper into different conversations that we were, we just kind of skimmed the surface, you know, on, on different issues because of, of time. So I think that we, you know, I'd like to have them on again and, and get deeper into like the child uh, actor advocacy group that he formed and all of that stuff. So, right, right. Yeah, there's a lot more to talk about. He said he'd call it when he has a chance, which would be great because I, it was fun doing research on him. I mean, I learned a lot of stuff. His dad, I want to hear the story. His dad that he uh, helps out in his dad's collectible store there was actually um, Elvis's army supervisor for a couple of years when Elvis Presley was in the service. And I thought that was kind of cool. I'd love to hear about that story, what his dad has told him about that. That had to be kind of interesting. And yeah. there's all sorts of other stuff we can hear from him. So yeah, how we'll good of a soldier have... was Elvis Presley? That's what that's what I would like to know. <laughs> Seriously, and, how good of a soldier was he? You know. Well, and were they afraid to let him be a soldier because they didn't want to kill an icon? I mean, uh, yeah. Elvis kind of scared him with what they yep. had on their hands. Who knows? So very, yep. it could be very interesting to hear uh, hear some stories behind behind that. But the good thing is we have uh, some people lined up, and we're going to be bringing a couple of our uh, friends in. It's like, um, it's like yeah, Elvis was in the, in the office. He was never out, on, <laughs> out in the field right. on the front lines, and he was in an <laughs> office doing paperwork for two years. <laughs> you know, I want to know what, I want to know what, you know, what was actually happening. In time. Exactly. When so, cause they had, to, they had to protect him. A, uh, a pink tank to drive in, like her pink Cadillac, and uh, Elvis made sure she was taken care of. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out. Well, you know, there were guys like there were guys. I, I'm pretty sure it was Clark Gable who actually was a bombardier. So I, you know, I think that there are, you know, maybe he did go out there and actually do some fighting or at least some training. 
and you know, oh, and yeah, and, sure and be out there. So yeah. you know, there are there are some actors uh, out there that have fought, and um, they you know they 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 did their jobs during wartime. So you know, it, it depends. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he was like, Definitely. I don't want to be protected. Maybe he was like, No, I want to get out there and and do this. So. We will definitely find out. We'll have Scotty back soon. And again, we have other guests, special guests that's going to be coming over the next uh, few weeks here. So be sure to listen to those announcements. It'll be a lot of fun to get different people's perspective on both uh, their favorite causes and pe- we'll have people from pop culture, from news, and from politics calling in. So it'll be a good time. Look for those uh, special announcements, and we'll be having people come in throughout the weeks. So it'll be good. I actually had the opportunity to find out a hell of a lot more about Elvis Presley than I ever wanted to know because I was at a party in Malibu at Priscilla Presley's house in the 1990s. And, uh, and she dude was all over me that she, uh, Priscilla just like was completely enamored with me and I was completely intimidated. I was I was like, no, really? you're the king's you're Talk the king's wife. I can't. What? You know, it's like I couldn't. It was it, it was really bizarre for me because I was so intimidated. And uh, but yeah, she, dude, another uh, you know another cougar that dude is looking still looking really really hot. Um, and yeah, so I had the opportunity to find out a lot more about Elvis than, than I ever really wanted to know. And I didn't take that opportunity. So really nice. Yeah, I think my brother yeah, was, really, on really some, nice was an extra on some TV movie or movie she did once. Cause he, he met her once I know doing some kind of project. I don't remember which one it was. She didn't do a lot of, them, but she did do a couple movies or television pro- projects. And, uh, he, he was with her on something, got to talk to her quite a bit spent some time with her and said she's very nice very very nice oh dude so, she's a sweetheart not, yeah 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 real yeah. Uh, absolute sweetheart i was just i was just so intimidated dude and i i you know i mean like i said it's the king's wife you know i <laughs> i just couldn't i i just couldn't go there i was just like wow i i was very you know i, I was very like uh I, I don't know what the word is uh i was more bashful towards her than anything and i and i right. and, and and i also feel like very like honored that she would be like i don't know if honored's the right word either um uh, that she would be you know interested in me at all so you know i i, I thought it was really cool it was a very very cool experience i went to her house nice um but we're, let's stick on pop culture, um, uh, since this seems to be a pop culture type show right now. Um, uh, the uh, SAG-AFTRA elections, and I'm a member of SAG. Um, I've been a member of the Screen Actors Guild since I was a kid, and since I was 16 years old. And uh, um, I, I have been involved in the majority of the elections throughout the years I've been, you know, I've, I, I read the newsletter. I'm, I, you know, I try to be as active a member as I can. Um, and, and there's things that I also don't agree with um, that the screen actors guild does. And uh, let's just remember that the screen actors guild is a 
an organization that is a private organization. This is not a public organization. There aren't people that can vote on anything from the outside of this organization. You have to be a member. And, uh, and you know, you don't get all the things if you're it, – it, it, it's not public. So that's just my point, that it's all internal. And, uh, and it's just what – any other company out there it's a it's a private thing so these presidential elections that just happened with uh gabriel carteris and uh between gabriel carteris and matthew modine um uh i actually know gabby um and i also am extremely aware of her work uh, as far as what she has accomplished as president of the Screen Actors Guild. And mostly it's been negotiating contracts. And it's been negotiating contracts with people like NBC Universal Telemundo and down in Miami. And I got, I, I got to actually eyewitness that. You know, I got to, to hear a lot about what was happening. I was in Tampa when they were uh, doing negotiate. I mean, when they were doing account with um, the National Labor Relations Board, I was actually in the courtroom. So I, you know, I, <clears throat> I do have uh, a, a, a little more insight on what she does um, and what she's already done. She also, in her time as president of the Screen Actors Guild, has negotiated contracts with Netflix. And those contracts are so that Netflix doesn't purchase and or air any more of the non-union work that has been published out there. And that everything that they have to do, either in-house or if they've purchased it from somebody, it had to be done under a union contract. And there's residuals that are owed to actors. So those things have to be applied. And those are the things that she's done with, with – that's what she did with Netflix. Just no more than – what was that, like six months ago? So you know, right. she, she, has, she has been working really hard for the actors and for future actors mainly it's there's nothing that you can do about anything that's retroactive it you have to literally like sue the production company if you want something that's that you yourself as the actor you, you have to sue the production company if there's something that you feel you've been wronged by as far as any payments or any monies are due that's not the screen actors right. guild responsibility but the screen actors guild's responsibility is to um, make sure that those contracts are in there for actors when they are on a Screen Actors Guild approved um, uh, production. So, um, and that other, and they, and like I said, she delved into streaming services, and and she is making sure that they're also applying the same rules and the same regulations. Um, but uh, Matthew Modine has a problem, and I'm not sure exactly what that is. Uh, I, 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 I don't really know uh, because I, all I've seen of Gabby is that she's done work for the members. And he has had – now his lawyer has gone in and um, – uh, once again, these are not public – 
um, uh, uh, elections. Okay, this is not a public election, so nobody out there in the public, unless you're a member of the Screen Actors Guild, can be involved in the elections. And with that in mind, there are about 140,000 active SAG members right currently. And of those 140,000, it was closer to 35,000 that are actually eligible to vote. So it's 30,000 people that we're talking about because you, it's not all 100,000 or 140 or whatever the number is. It's not all of them because um, some of them haven't paid their dues. Some of them haven't worked in a while. Some of them, you know, they, there's a, a number of different reasons why you are not eligible to vote in Screen Actors Guild and, and as a member. Um, so uh, with that in mind, 35,000 people, only 35,000 about that. I think it's even under that. I think my numbers are too high on that. It's probably closer to 30,000 people uh, voted in this last election for uh, either Gabrielle or for Matthew Modine. Now, um, they went in uh, and they have uh, – I don't, I don't know where the where – the, I thought I wrote it down. Um, uh, there's uh, Brian Hamilton, I think, is, is the lawyer for Matthew. I'm not positive. Um, but he's bringing a lawsuit that is suggesting um, that they that, – that Fox, the 20th Century Fox, by airing 90210 and, and claiming that Gabrielle was – president of the screen or the actors guild of america or something she they made up some fictitious name but at the time she right. actually was president of the screen actors guild so i remember the scene vividly it was like she was on a bus even and i'm like what what is the president of the screen actors guild doing riding a bus i didn't understand that <laughs> but um but is she there were some complications with her car and it was the easiest way to get there at on the show um so i I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Did you watch 90210 dude, this last time? I haven't got to see all that. That is what I'm going to watch, but I haven't seen it. I did read about this complaint, though. I'm kind of well-versed in it. Because I think yeah. it is pretty interesting. He, uh, well, he's, he's saying that Fox added monies, you know, by, by um, executive producing 90210, and then, and then, added to her campaign by giving her a commercial, basically six episodes, but really it was only in one episode that I remember her talking about being president, maybe two episodes of her being talking about being president of the Screen Actors Guild. Nowhere in there is there anything about any campaign currently. That's right. what I vividly remember. So, and we can all go back and watch. They, you know, it's streaming right now, so you can watch it right now, and you can see what I'm talking about or what what they're actually claiming. Um, so they're they're saying that they gave that Fox gave uh, Gabrielle free advertising. Now, this is this free advertising to who? You can't guarantee that any of those voting members of the Screen Actors Guild actually watched 90210. You can't, you can't right. prove that. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like you can't even prove that I watched it, and I'm telling you I watched it. You can't prove that I watched it, though. 
So, you know, right. the only way you could prove it is to be sitting right there with me watching it. So you can't tell if if her being on 90210, which she played the, the character. Dude, I filmed 90210 and beat up Luke Perry when I was 20 years old and or 21 years old. And and dude, that was 30 years ago. So she played this character 30 years ago, had this deal going with Fox or trying to get this thing greenlit for at least the last three years. That's been my personal experience with her and with Luke. Um, I only I got in contact with Luke Perry because of Gabrielle Carteris. So and and I'm I'm like they've been working on this thing for a minute trying to get this thing greenlit and trying to get all the players involved, including Shannon. So, you know, I'm like, I've watched her try to do this, and it had nothing to do and was filmed before the campaign happened, and and there was nothing in it. And they didn't know when it was going to air. Fox didn't know when the hell it was going to air. They didn't have a guarantee as executive producers, I think, all six of them or all six of the cast members are executive producers on it. They didn't have a guarantee of an air date. So I'm just – I'm like – I'm completely baffled at Modine, and – and and they're saying that that the I I don't know I don't mean to give you any spoilers on it because I know you didn't you didn't watch it but she plays Gabrielle from the character that she played Gabrielle in I mean she plays Gabrielle now she's not playing Andrea and but right. she does they do talk about a lot about that and she is playing and and the. It, the character of Gabrielle um, it cheats on her husband of 30 years and and has a lesbian uh, – um, she, she wants to have a lesbian relationship because she's always been that way. She's felt like she's bi. So and, – and the character of Gabrielle, not Gabrielle in real life, but the character that she's playing. And, and she also has to serve like I don't know how many hours of community service for ripping off a dress that Tori Spelling actually ripped off. So, you know, it's like it's a whole big – I'm like this, these are character flaws, dude. How much is that going to enhance her campaign? That's not going to enhance a campaign at all, and especially if you don't know how many of the members are actually watching the show. That makes her look right. bad. You know, these things, cheating yeah, on her I husband after 30 years. I don't think it's going to go through. I mean, a couple of points that I'll make on, because I, I did research on it a little bit. And you're right. The complaint was done by this Brian Hamilton. He's actually on one on the board of the oh, board. Um, Screen Actors Guild. But okay. um, Screen Actors Guild is a private guild, but it is a federally registered union. And so it does have to go by federal laws. So this has been a, this is a federal complaint that there was misuse of, the advertising um, for her campaign, um, so they want to redo the election. Now, I think exactly what you said is why it's not going to go through. I think because she just had on uh, on the show, from what I understand, it just showed she was president of the guild, that she wasn't running for presidency. That's a true statement Correct. because she really is the president. So she wasn't running right. for anything. And so is truth in advertising there. I don't think it's – I don't think they have a case because of if that. If they were advertising, I didn't even see it as an advertisement. A, right, yeah. And I've worked, I've worked if, for if both. If he was I've running worked. for a school board in the TV show, then they have a case for that because that is against the laws and a federal right. 
uh, federally, don't they? But because she wasn't running yeah, for something, yeah, yeah. She's and just that was part yeah, of her absolutely. character. absolutely, but there was nothing. I don't think there's a thing. I mean, there has been challenges before, and like I said, it is a federally recognized union, so I believe when Melissa Gilbert was the uh, president once, there was some irregularity found, and they nulled that election against Correct. Valerie Harper, who has since passed away, and they redid the election, and uh, Melissa won again. Um, Valerie Harper right. did not win, even though she made a successful challenge to it. She did not. Uh, she did not overturn the election. So I don't even right. think they're going to get a re-election on this. If they do, um, it stands a reason she will probably get re-elected again um, because it was a pretty resounding. No one got 50% of the membership. I think she got 40%, but Matthew Modine only got like 37. She won by like 3,000, some, some hundred votes. So I think it was, uh, which is like you said, it's only 30,000 people voting. That's over 10% yeah. ahead of Matthew yeah. Modine. So even if they do the challenge successful, it doesn't oh, sound like it's going she's to be. Still gonna win. It sounds like she would still win the, yeah. the recount or whatsoever. So, but that's the worst yeah. that can happen with this challenge. No, but dude, is they I, can I nullify just, the election and redo the election uh, by Brian Hamilton actually standing up and and doing this and bringing this forward to you know federal suit. Um, you know, not, I, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but it, at least it's been there, you know, there's a charge there. Um, uh, I, he's, he's actually suggesting that the Fox legal department did not vet her character and her storyline. Right. Uh, right. I'm sorry, but that's the Fox, that's Fox's legal department's job. That's all they right. do is vet storylines to make sure that they're not going to get sued for one reason or another. Right. How mistakes happen? So, like I said, mistakes could happen, and it's possible. Like I said, if if she was running, she'd have she might have a case. But that's not the thing. I don't think he has a case. I think they're kind of grasping at yeah. straws. But well, it, but it'll play out, and I and I don't think he'll be successful with it. But it just seems like they're trying a power grab to try to redo the election, which, like I said, in my opinion, wouldn't change the election again if it was ha- it didn't change it the last time. There was a successful overturn of the election, and I don't think it would right. happen this time. It was by too big of a margin. Ten percent, he's not going to be able to recover. But, no. yeah, it is an interesting story, though, 100 percent. I yeah, agree. I think actually that I think if they do a revote, there will be members that, you know, didn't get the chance to vote for whatever reason that will be voting. And I think it will be even more votes for her. And less votes for him, so I, right. I think it was just—it's really dumb. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm—I, I, 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 you know, I—I I, I try not to. This industry's so hard as it is. I, I try not to. I don't want to bash the people within it, you know. And that's why I—I I fixed twenty-seven and all washed up. Um, right. You know, so that I so that I'm not as 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 abrasive on them because I know it's freaking hard. But, you know, I, there's certain things that you just I don't know why he wants to be president of the Screen Actors Guild so bad. Does he want to be president of the United States? Is he trying to pull a Ronald Reagan? I mean, I don't you know, <laughs> I don't know what I, seriously. I don't know why he wants to be president so badly of of this union. Matthew Dean's a movie star. Just continue to do movies, man. You know, I'm serious. Exactly. I mean, go exactly. go continue to do go do your job, man. So, well, we'll let it play out and see what happens. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're 35 minutes after. 
When we come back, uh, speaking of weird elections, we have a a new conspiracy theory has been floated out in the Democratic elections. We'll talk about uh, when we return from break. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. We are going to play out with little Justin Mortinelli, The Fall. We'll be back in about three minutes.
everybody. We are back. That was Justin Mortinelli with The Fall. Guys, thank you for listening to Standing on My Soapbox. If you have anything to talk about, you got about 20 minutes left to give us a call, 347-989-0126. I see a couple people on the line now. We'll see if they have anything to say. Hey, we're just talking about the Screen Actors Guild, Craig. Did you hear about this conspiracy theory thing that uh, Clinton has going on now? With Hillary Clinton? <clears throat> Did she really say it? Because I don't know. It's she a conspiracy said it on a theory, podcast. So. Yeah, she said really? it on a podcast that Tulsi Gabbard may be a Russian asset and that, that Jill Stein was a Russian asset. I thought, wow. huh? And that, and and that Russia grooms. state saying that. Yeah. Russia grooms What's people. What's your thoughts on that? Right. Um, well, I, I kind of feel like it already happened. So don't we have that in office currently? Isn't that it doesn't he have, you know, major Russian influences all over the place? So, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, they, they've been grooming people the whole time trying to get somebody in there to ruin democracy. Isn't that what the Cold War was about? I wasn't even alive. <laughs> isn't that isn't that what that stuff was about? It's always been a problem, you know, and them influencing our elections. Definitely a problem. Right. Definitely. Hey, we got Ricky from George on the line. Let's go ahead and bring Ricky in and see what he has to say today. Ricky, welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. What do you want to talk about today, buddy? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's Friday. I feel like talking. Uh, I, I guess I will start right where you just hinted on about the probabilities of Russian assets. All right? Now, I'm an old-school kind of guy. Uh, I grew up uh, reading Captain America comic books and and uh, nice. um, and things of that sort. All right, but look, here's my point. All right, uh, in the, in the late '60s, uh, there was a lot of talk. There was a there was a, uh, a suggestion in the Captain America books about the sleeper agent. All right, and now, right, uh, like like your co-host just said, um, it's already happening. Right now, uh, I've been following politics. I guess since the Iran Contra affair. Okay. Now, okay. uh, nice. first of all, let let me say well, when they say there there is a deep state, well, my contention is that it is, but it's not the deep state they say it is. The deep state is them themselves, all right. And the smoke and mirrors that they want to project, where you can look over there instead of looking over here, it seems to be a a, a, a well thought out plan that seems to be working. All right. Now back to the sleeper agent. All right, which is um. Now my contention is that Russia and Vladimir Putin and the and the KGB, he been um a, a, a derivative of that. They have figured out a way to impl- to implant a mole inside the United States of America. All right, uh, that right. mole just happened to be, in my opinion, my strong opinion, it just happened to be Donald Trump. Now why is that so? Well, uh, yeah, that's what Donald I just Trump, said. <laughs> okay, I know, I know, and, and, and you, you're, you're one of the very few people that have a, a, actually entertained that probability. Now, well, I mean, I, I've said it in, I've said it in the past. I don't know how much you know you've actually listened, but I've said it in the past that the okay. the names of his of like Ivanka and his wives Ivana and his and Melania these are not Americanized names. You know, it's not like it's Becky. You know, it's not like it's Jane, you know, I mean, Absolutely. you know, it's, it, these are not Americanized names. So it's been a long time that he's been associated with Russia. 
Right. Okay. And now that being that being the case, then uh, Russia, like China, is is a very patient culture. All right. Now, um, my understanding is that when Russia uh, find an asset that may be usable, uh, there's a certain profile that they look for. Uh, Carter Page was one of those uh, one of those type of persons that they found nice. found to be need to be uh, uh, usable. All right. Now. Right. Manipulated. So. Right. Yeah. That's right. Right. So when my when my friend right there just spoke about um, um, Donald Trump female interests or love interests, uh, yes. So he has he has made himself available to uh, persons uh, that he could be targeted by persons that that would have an interest in doing so. All right. Now, so, now, what makes him so accessible? Well, you know, uh, he could be in a, in a uh, financial disarray. Now, we don't know that he is as comfortable financially as he say he is because we have no proof of that. All right? Uh, right. He has yet to show his He's income not. tax. Right. It's all on. All right. it, it's all on. It's all on credit. It's all on paper. That's all he really has. He doesn't have any real money. Right. And in fact, right. he still owes a number of contractors all over the United States for. And I, I know from personal experience in Chicago, he owes forty million dollars for Trump Tower that's on the river right now. And uh, for and that was in two thousand six. So he doesn't have any real cash. It's all credit. It's all paper. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, right. man. Didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Well, that's great. No, no, you're good because and and what can back you up is his uh, dealings with with Deutsche Bank. Uh, you know, when no other creditors would touch would touch him, uh, Deutsche Bank would still find it necessary where they found it okay to even try him again and, and lend him monies per se. All right. Right. Uh, now, now here, here, I got another theory that has not been brought to anybody's attention that could make him, um, that could, could have compromised him. Uh, remember the beauty pageant that was that was talked about uh, over in Russia some years ago. All right. Right. And 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 during the beauty pageant, that was talk of the models or some of the models or dancing uh, or dancers uh, being in a setting where they were seen urinating on one another. All right. I don't know if you all ever ever picked that up. No, yeah, that I still was, want to see the details. That was pretty discredited, but but there was yeah. that did go around. It was part of what's called that sealed dossier, but they were never okay. able to verify that. But there, the story has gone out yep. there, so go ahead. It has been reported. All right, well, all right, good. So, so if it has not been verified, then uh, that was just a that was just a, a, a blunt theory. Uh, where uh, no, but was, there uh, are other a... there are other videos out there. Um, mm-hmm. You can see them on YouTube uh, that are just out there of him hanging out with mm. like, like Jeffrey Epstein. And right. they're hanging out with models, and they're choosing which ones they're going to be with, all that type right. of stuff. So those videos okay. do so, exist. I, I haven't seen the okay. P tapes yet. I'm still wanting uh-huh. to see the P tapes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and and I, and I bet you a dollar the donuts that, that he was probably more involved in those settings than just a probably a standard uh, standards buy. All right, and that's just a that's just a theory of mine. All right, but but here's the here's the scary thing of all is for me, the scariest thing of all is uh, the the America we the American people, some of whom are so easily persuaded by only suggestions 
as opposed to uh, doing any research for themselves. Um, right. You know, uh, here here lately, uh, people have chosen culture right. as opposed to, to uh, as opposed to patriotism, and I, I find that to be a, a, a scary fact. Thank you for your time, Jim. I'm just want to listen now. Thank you. Ricky, appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate your comment. What was his name? I'm sorry. I I missed it at the beginning. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky Ricky from from Georgia, right? Georgia. Ricky from Georgia. Yeah, sweet. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to know what the the weather's like down there. (laughs) He actually sounds like someone that listens to all the news, too. Yeah, so, I no, mean, he, it, he it, sounds like somebody that actually is looking for other sources, you know, and, and, and which is what I recommend everybody doing. Like when you're researching stuff and, and you're really trying to find out what's true um, and, you know, what's fact, uh, you have to go over a number of different sources. And, you know, I, I include Fox on this. I include because, you know, in their in their fakeness or in their crap. Um, there are these hints of truth, <clears throat> and those hints of truth is what you have to go to other sources. I continue to look at BBC. I'll continue to look at Reuters. I'll continue. I'll go. You know, I'm going worldwide as well as NBC, CBS, ABC. You know, CNN. I just keep going and looking for all those bits and pieces of truth in order to bring them all together to figure out some line of of what it might actually be, what the truth actually might be. Right. So, and I think that uh, Ricky is, is the same way. You know, I think he, he seems well-versed in, in multiple sources. So there you go. Hey, we have a good friend, Susie Q on the line. Let's go ahead and bring Susie Q in. Susie Q. thoughts are on this Friday. Susie, Susie Q. Q. Welcome to the show. What's going on? How is Susie Q? The last oh, time you sometimes talked, she you feels like Susie too. Nice. How are you? I'm flabbergasted and how many, God, how many things that you're touching on. You guys are like a gyroscope. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, well, a lot of other, you know, a lot of other podcasts from what I can tell the few that I've listened to, they, they tend to stick to one topic per show. And I don't necessarily, I find that boring. Um, You know, we can, we can talk about everything that's going on. We don't need to, we don't need to stick to one place. You packed a little amount of things in there. I mean, it's wonderful. It's quick-witted and and you, you, you learn so much and, oh my God, I got something to say about that. Oh my God, I could say something about that. Oh my Lord, now they're over here. (laughs) Oh, we it's amazing. It. It's amazing. What? Okay. Anything so anyway. hitting your hot button today? Huh? Anything hitting your hot button today you want to talk about? Oh, yes, everything, honey. Everything that I talk about smoke and mirrors and, and that um, muddy the water until nobody knows anything. You know, all you got to do is get a, enough going that nobody knows what to believe. And that's an old, old, old weapon, you know. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, that that's ancient, medieval. Yeah, it's amazing yeah, how things really don't cool. change. Yep. No matter exactly. how we think they change, the human element, the human um, 
what anyone can do to someone. I remember, um, what's his name? Uh, Letterman. Okay, I got it now. Letterman had his heart operation, remember? And when he came back on, he was so serious. He was so serious. Yeah, that uh, he had trouble even, you know, uh, saying anything. So what happened? What happened is, he he said, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, folks. I I'm I'm in a different place, you know, by what happened to him." And he he reached, he saw his mortality, and then he said, "The thought that I keep keeps recurring in my mind is that anything that a human." can possibly think of to do to another human is being done somewhere on earth right now. There you go. That's that's a that's a good insight on his thing. I think he also forgot to learn how to shave when he had that heart attack. He's growing oh, that from funny yell, yeah. <laughs> I think he couldn't spend the time. I'm, I'm suffering. Was I'm suffering from that right. I'm suffering from that right now too. <laughs> I I forgot how to shave. I forgot what a razor actually looks like this this these hairs are actually growing over my lips now so i need to <laughs> need to figure this out i'm looking very very homeless guy right now i think well, Susan so Keith, we a, hope you have a great weekend your of, phone for some reason is sounding a little like a helicopter you keep going in and out a little bit so i'm going to put you yeah you're breaking up a little there. bit Sus. we appreciate oh, okay let me try this weekend okay oh thank you for putting me on and hey go to or i'm betting on you uh, Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you, my, my friend. Grand- Bye-bye. My grandmother used to say that to me. Go tour. There you go. I'm betting on you. Whatever you want to get, you go out there and get it. Go tour. That's a great thing to say. All right. Well, keep yeah. listening, Susie Q. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for calling, Susie. She is so sweet. We had a little bit of a yeah. delay or something on her phone. It sounded like a helicopter. Yeah, it was so. a little, yeah, a little yeah. technical well, difficulty okay. there. Always love Sorry. to hear from it. Glad to have her and Ricky in today. Um, had a busy week. It's been a big news week. Lot, like you said, lots of stuff happening. We've been, we are your ADD, ADHD host of talk radio because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> and we like gyroscope. to talk about it all. So <laughs> I like it. come on down. We will talk a little bit about everything. Um, let's see. Is there anything other hot buttons I have while we're on here? Uh, we had history today with two female astronauts doing a spacewalk to fix a battery up on the space station. That's kind of cool. Christine Koch and Jessica Meir, first two women to be an all-female spacewalk out in space. And they talked for a little bit afterwards, and their goal is to get a woman on the moon by 2024. So that was kind of cool. Congratulations to those ladies. Thanks for breaking boundaries. That would be really Uh, cool to to see to actually see another moon landing and to have it um uh have it be women i, I think that'd be kind of cool that would be cool i would love you ever to see, see a movie happen, called so. capricorn one i've heard of it i don't remember if i've seen it or not i don't yeah, remember you it should so see i capricorn probably one. i have i've heard the title i know the title yeah i'm pretty Give sure it's james brolin um, they have a trip to Mars and, uh, the trip is a, uh, it turns into a failure and, uh, the, where the astronauts are killed, 
but really they were filming the whole thing in a soundstage in Hollywood. And they are seeing, oh, I don't want to blow the movie for you, but um, uh, they, uh, like, I'm going to give a spoiler on a movie from 1970, whatever the hell. Uh, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, you know, it ends up that it's fake. And so it's, it's just, I you know, I, there's that always that been, fun. always been good. conspiracy around, around the lunar landing, you know, being fake. So, right. um, you know, we, and, and it just wraps around that, you know, and, and I'd love to see it now and that'd be great. Now we could put a GoPro up there and, and actually see it happening. So why right. is it happening? Very true. Yep. All right, my friend, we're down to three minutes here. So we'll go ahead and play a song now. It's been a great week full of uh, lots of fun. Thanks again to all of our callers today. Thanks again to uh, Scott Schwartz. They called on. Thanks to you, my friend, for being a great co-host this week. Any fun, yeah, exciting plans to, this weekend? Thanks to Ricky, and thanks to Susie, and thanks to Jacob. Don't forget Jacob Jacob called in. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jacob called in earlier. Uh, but, yeah, um, no, I, no, I'm, I'm just chilling like Bob Dylan. That's what I'm doing. There you go. I got a friend at Cleveland Clinic. I'm going to go visit him in Cleveland this weekend. And other than that, Pretty mild uh, Ohio. We're going to be a little chilly, but uh, nothing too. For those of you that are on the Florida Panhandle, be careful of the weather out there. Thanks for listening in. We're going to play out to uh, Josh Orozco's with Shadyland. We'll be back tomorrow, or not tomorrow. I lied. We'll be nice. back next week, Monday through Friday, <laughs> 3 o'clock. Tomorrow? Wait, we're doing, a, we're doing a show tomorrow, Wait a Scott. second. No. <laughs> next week, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday, every day. Come be a part of the show. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. And please, if you have a chance, subscribe at, uh, I, at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and if you want to leave a five-star review, we wouldn't hate you for it. We'd appreciate that. Thank you so much. Little Josh Orozco, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. There's a land far away. It's a constant show. Where hearts melt so hot, burning in the snow Some people get a one-way ticket And some are passing through to visit Either way, in this place, you're on your own He says yes, he means no, starring in his show So hot, so cold, as the bullshit flows you're a ghost within a minute And now I'm sitting here so ignorant You handed me my ticket Now I'm headed back home It's a land Yeah, it's a crazy land Where people get destroyed So wrecked from being toyed Oh, he's the man